Hello, welcome to Uses with Noise, episode 8, the second of the lockdown episodes as myself, Tony Moore and Ryan O'Neill tried to get our way through a, an episode via the internet. Thanks for, thanks for sticking with us. This episode we've got a special guest on, which we're going to introduce later on, Big Stu, aka Stuart Robinson. Yeah, we kind of got Stu in thinking that there wasn't much happening, but uh, it turns out, especially even in the last couple of days, there's just been so much stuff has dropped, so we actually do have uh, quite a bit of um, product news and um, some uh, edits to talk about as well, so yeah. Uh, so what first off, we've got news new gear from killing time we've got a new long sleeve and a cap to match good there's another another photographic one isn't it yeah yeah it's got the the liffy picture on the back and then a killing time logo on the front and then the cap is yellow with the time logo yeah and those are they're all available at uh killing time skateboards.com yeah have a have a look on their instagram as well like they're, they're putting up new little sort of adverts et- slash edits for the gear so if you have a look on there you'll see boys all sporting the the fresh garb yeah another another uh dublin company recently came out there yesterday i think as of well yesterday as of the recording of this uh with the fresh new uh deck graphic uh fuck yes skateboards um, just they've recently collaborated with uh, Stephen Heffernan, also known as Heffy. I think that's how he said, and they've produced um, a fresh new graphic, um, which you can you can see that on their on their Instagram posts. There, I don't think it's actually on their website yet, so I don't know when it's coming out. Yeah, I, th- I think it. I think it only just dropped, so maybe they haven't had a time to update that yet. Yeah. So. Yeah, they've just uh, they've just announced that in the last day or so as of us recording this. So when you probably hear this, uh, you'll know where to get it. But um, yeah, it's a great new graphic, and um, some of the proceeds of all the purchases of that board are going to Pieta House, which is one of the charities or companies that are associated with uh, the Skate Against Suicide. Yeah, I think it's um, like a mental awareness type charity. Yeah. Yeah. So some of that's gone to a really good cause but yeah that's a really nice graphic so um shoes have already seen it like <laughs> it was doing the rounds there i think so um yeah it looks sick um you guys you guys got some some news wireless some wireless news yeah finally got the the reissues of the old wireless graphic we got the robot focus we got a variation on the logo graphic and then we got you know a re-up of sizes that we we were out of before so we've got from eight one two five to eight point five, and the 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 variation is that the the logo on the wood. Yeah, yeah. Instead of yeah, having really nice. the the white background, we got the wood background. So you can yeah. get all those from your local street corner. Just hit us up on Instagram, wireless skateboards, or direct message or email or whatever. You've been uh, you've been shipping them though as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've sent a couple to America. I've sent a couple to England. And then I've been meeting folk locally and sorting them out. Yeah, it's a massive thanks to all the interest. Since we posted on Instagram, I got a shitload of messages about them, so I'm pretty happy with it. Like, Yeah, it's so cool. Shout out to everybody who's supporting them, local skate brands at the minute. You yeah. know, I know it's tough, yep, yep. tough not only for the brands themselves, but also for everybody out there who's maybe 
you know, it's a, it's a weird time. So yeah, nice one. Um, we got a there's a Bordeaux Co. Comp. Gonna chat about that. Maybe that happened yeah, yeah. there recently, um, which was pretty cool. Bordeaux Co. Um, had a design design a graphic competition, so they announced the winners of that recently. I don't think they're out yet, but they will be coming pretty soon. Maybe by the next episode, you'll you'll see them out and about. Yeah, yeah. There's the ones from Zootghost, which is like hanging for a skate <laughs> is the tagline on them, which I quite like. And then what's the other one there? You're probably looking at it. Yeah, the other the other winner of that competition was uh, I think he's a tattoo artist. Um, the graphics, uh, yeah, on Instagram he's known as Full Fulls Yes, um, but the graphics full color looks like a sort of New York street scene going on, highly illustrative. Yeah, it's been a lot of hours put into that. It, remi- it reminds me of the New York level in Tony Hawk One. <laughs> I can't even, I can't remember that. It's only because. Uh, do you see they announced the remaster? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of fresh in my mind. You're so. all about that, aren't you? I've been, man, I'm not going to lie, I cracked up, I cracked out my copy of Tony Hawk 1 and 2 and I've been rinsing them like since they made that announcement. So, yeah, it's fresh in my mind. It just reminds me of that level. But, yeah, congrats to those guys for winning that because uh, it's really cool to, like, see something that you've d- designed, like, on a board. It's pretty cool, especially whenever you're me and you... You're never gonna have a hope in hell of getting your name on a board, so it's yeah. the next best thing. <laughs> um, I hear you. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's the kind of all the all the product stuff that happened in this last month. Um, one little shout out before we move on. Want to give Killian Power a shout out. Um, also known as Jesus Fish on Instagram. He very kindly sent us some uh, button badges that he'd made with the. Useless wooden noise on them. He got a badge machine recently, and he kindly sort of like whipped us up a handful of badges, which is pretty sick. It was a really nice surprise to get that in in the post there last month, and a little letter from Killian and um, some stickers too. So um, yeah, thanks so much, man. Um, we'll maybe be able to give a few of them out whenever I start to see other humans again. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to get a little surprise gift like that, isn't it? Yeah, so cool of them. So yeah, thanks very much, man. Yeah. Um, Right, so we are <clears throat> heading into heading into sort of sort of media roundup, I suppose. Yeah. There's some, there's a couple of edits, but there's also like a photo sort of feature that we want to touch on here before we get into Stu's uh, interview. Top of the list, I have crack edit. Crack, yeah. Crack posted a YouTube edit recently. It's kind of fun. Just a little five minutes sort of. It was almost like a day in the life. It was just a yeah. load of them skating together. Having a bit of crack down in down in Cork. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Stu on the photo side of things, you know, about seeing a whole squad of people out together. That yeah, you know, it might be a bit much at the time, but whenever you look back at it, yeah, it was it is a good old session. Like, so they look like they're having a laugh skating about the city. Yeah, hitting a bunch of different spots. Yeah. Last month, um, also we got um, now if you blinked, you might have missed it. Um, there was a. And I'm pretty sure if I wasn't subscribed to their their emails, I would have missed it myself. It was like a science, science skateboards um, put up a Pete Buckley edit. Um, it was only up for 24 hours. Um, I don't know why, but um, it's obviously some reason. But yeah, it was there's a 16 minute edit of um, Pete Buckley who rides for science. Um, 
it was a compilation of all his footage films while he lived in Japan. It was um, filmed and edited by Katsuhiro Abe. Hope I said that right. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was it was so cool. It's just like paid footage, like it was yeah. rad, you know. And uh, yeah, did you did you get a chance to see it? No, I. Fucked. I don't think many people did. Like it's. I just I saw you sent you sent me the link, but I I assumed it was the same footage that we'd already seen, so I didn't watch it. But then it turns out it wasn't. I think it was some of this some footage that we were familiar with, but then maybe some that we weren't. It was kind of like a compilation of all his all his footage while he was in Sapporo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's totally rad and just obviously a good example of uh, an example of how highly they regarded him there over in that scene. So yeah. uh, it was a really nice thing to do for him and also it was really nice to see. So it'd be a pretty cool thing for Pete to look back on, I'm sure, in years to come. And he's got like a stack of footage in Japan. It's pretty sick, so... Yeah, hopefully that comes out in some shape or form and we get to all see it again. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. ask anybody why or it was only up for 24 hours, but yeah. Sweet. I uh, got a message from Nathan Allison on Instagram. He has put out an edit of him. I think he's like a Irish expat living in uh, Korea. So if you check out his YouTube, it's titled Soul City Skate. Uh, it's just an edit of him skating around his spots that he lives near in in Korea. Some crazy spots in that. Yeah, there are a hell of a lot of crazy spots. Not not the usual rough ass shit that we're used to here. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, so the like a last sort of thing I want to touch on here that came out recently and uh, kind of follows up as well. We were ch- chatting about clean blogging last month. Um, somebody had asked about our favorite our favorite web web episodic web shows i suppose you could put it <laughs> it's hard to say that yeah and uh, i think i'd mentioned clean blogging and then last last couple of weeks there Dil gallagher he's you know one of the main guys in the clean blogging crew he's put together a kind of a photo zine of um just images this seems to be well he's called it sunday tales they, I think their missions were pretty much always a Sunday mission. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was always a Sunday mission. And this this one, it's 2014 by the looks of it. So it looks like all the, the clean blogging sessions from 2014. So hopefully we're going to see a few more of them. I mean, yeah. Yeah, a lot of great shots from like the the main clean blogging crew with uh, Tyrell and Mark and Lewis and then a bunch of other dudes as well. Yeah. Like Paddy Lynn's in there. You're in there, hippie. Yeah. Some some just some great photos. So yeah, uh, get yourself a wee, wee cup of tea and have a wee browse <laughs> through that. There, yeah, it's great. It's on. It's uh the link for that zine is in Dale's Instagram. We'll have it in the show notes. Um, he is on Instagram. He is Dale Sham. Yeah, and you'll get the link to that that zine there. It's on the on the clean blog and Facebook page. Oh wow, yeah. So it is. So it is. So it is. So it is. Not much else. Uh, f- footage is a bit thin on the ground at the moment there's a lot of Instagram shit coming out of sea there's still people you know solo skating knocking out edits Alfie's flat to the mat at it there's l- good ones coming out of Dublin area as well uh, yeah on Instagram he's ripping up the Donna Mead skateboard and I notice uh, Carlos is there killing the Donna Mead quite often as well on the old grounds yeah yeah, some of those clips have been pretty heavy. 
Yeah, last month as well, we like to try and fill, fill a bit of time. Hippie and I organized a little uses wood noise quiz. Um, so it was a bit of crack like. I, I actually stuck a few of your video questions on our Instagram there. If you, uh, someone got them all instantly, which kind of backfired for everyone else guessing. But uh, yeah. I've actually, um, I've pieced together some rapid fire multiple choice questions for you here. If you want to try, <laughs> try your luck before we move on. Right, okay. <laughs> you fancy it. <laughs> All right. So question one, how many episodes of 411 were there? Were there 65, 78, 72 or 67? Oh, fuck. I know it's in the 60s. Um, you can't phone a friend. I'm not going to. I'm going to say... Off the top, my, my, my head saying 65, but my heart saying 67. <laughs> Which one are you going for? Uh, we'll go 65. Aww. 67. Ah, motherfucker. <laughs> Question two. Which one of these skaters wasn't Sody? A, Chris Cole. B, Mark Johnson. C, Jamie Thomas. D, Mark Appleyard. Oh, bollocks. I'm not a big Sody guy. I know Chris Cole won it twice, so that's him out. Chris Cole, Jamie Thomas, Mark Abelyard, and who was the other one? Mark Johnson. I think uh, Mark Johnson, because he's not a thrasher guy. Ah, oh, bollocks. <laughs> it was Jamie Thomas. I, I, he, he was the first one that came into my head, but... Yeah. Oh, um, well. Next. So, question three. Who was the first person to ollie El Toro? Was it Dave Pachinski? Ryan DeCenzo, Lindsay Robertson, or Don Nijuan? You say Don, you say when? Don when? Don, Don when? Uh, shit. Oh, bollocks. Um, I think it was Baczynski. Nope. <laughs> Come on. It was, uh, it was Don Nguyen. Oh. Yeah. Dave Baczynski was the first person to kickflip it. Ah. Oh. Okay, question number four. Come on, I have to get one out of these five. Or Which of these companies isn't in Baker Boys distribution? Deathwish, Life Extension, Birdhouse, or Heroin Skateboards? Which of these companies isn't in the Baker Boys distro? Don't you be going Googling that. I'm not. <laughs> um, I've never heard of Life Extension, to be honest. Life Extension is like, well... I can't remember the guy who runs it, but it's like Jamie Ton, Sonny, and like Trapasso. Uh, Tony Tave was riding them for a while. Oh, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's something to do with... It was kind of like... An, it, well, it was... Some of them guys are on Shake Jump and stuff, but anyway. So so what was the options? Deathwish, Life Extension, or LE, you would know it as. Um, right. Bird, oh, yeah, yeah. Birdhouse or Heroin? Uh, Birdhouse. Oh, <laughs> I know. Was it Life Extension? Yeah, it was Ellie. Sorry. I thought it would have been. They would. Birdhouse been... is distributed by Bigger Boys. It's so mad. Like, it's so confusing. Anyway, last question. You're gonna get this one. I've full faith. Uh, what year? I'm not gonna get this one. Did Tony Hawk do the 900? Was it 97, 98, 99, or 2000? I feel like you gave me a clue there. Or was it a, a hoodwink? Was it 99? Jeepers. We have a winner. It's pretty good. But if you want, you can you can quiz me next time if you want. I bloody well will. 
you can try and get me back. Uh, those were actually good questions, man. A couple of stinkers in there, though, sorry. That's just a an example of how great our, our quizness can be guys so yeah uh, i think we're gonna we're, we're gonna do another one at yeah. some point yeah 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 maybe give us a message if you want to get in on that we'll see i don't know it, the last one was it was good fun but it was uh <laughs> it's a bit haphazard i suppose you could say yeah but it, it, it's hard to negotiate anything on zoom like when you've got you know a dozen people or whatever yeah. waiting and then my bits yeah. were a bit clunkier than yours yours yeah. is a bit smooth sailing like I'm not much of a quiz part. Like that's literally the only quiz I've done in this, and I know some in this whole lockdown thing, and I know some people are going crazy with the quizzes. Like yeah, so, but they're yeah. they're more general knowledge. Ours is pretty specific. Like yeah, it's a good way to get a bunch of skaters together. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah yes. Everyone, everyone get a drink or a cup of tea and just sit and chat for a while. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, guys, um, that's pretty much our lot this month. We should be able to drop in our interview with. Stu here um, who's also going to be taking some of your questions as well so thanks again everybody for your questions really appreciate it and also the photos that Stu's going to be talking about we'll post them on Instagram and we're going to bounce into the big Stu interview boing alright folks so we're here with uh, Stu Robinson to chat a little bit about photos and that so you all know Stu's been on the scene for almost 20 years Stu yeah, and some probably. 20 odd years, he's been fucking taking photos all the way through. We've been chatting back and forth with Stu over the last week and just wanted to talk about a few of his photos and any stories that they bring up or anything like that. As Hippie had said, there, we were, the original plan was maybe to uncover a couple of photographs and uh, talk about backstory and a few things that we didn't know, but we've kind of maybe going to focus in a little bit more here and she had a great idea to focus in maybe on one particular session that was um worth chatting about and um explore it in a little bit more detail so yeah the the this is this is going to be a good one as well because uh hippie was actually there that day so yeah it was the infamous ditch session well i guess the first thing that would have happened was there was a wee local crew from carrick fergus who posted up uh, photos on their MySpace or Bebo or Facebook or whatever it was at the time. Um, this epic banked spot that they'd spied from the train. So once we'd seen that, we all just made a plan to try and get there, find out where it was and go and, and skate it. So was the so the photos that we have that we're looking at here and everybody can see on Instagram, um, was this the first session that you guys had went there? or One and only session. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think I might have went back once. So what I remember, like, say we kind of, Craigsgate Man had posted it on the social media and we just all got crews from all around. So I think Blondie came up from Oma, Dords brought a crew down from Derry. We had a couple of carloads from Belfast that went to it. Um, but it's just, it's so tucked out of the way, very difficult to get at very restricted access as you can imagine being an oil refinery um, so first thing you had to do was drive down a long laneway um, couldn't even drive down the whole way there's a yellow barrier halfway down so there must have been about seven or eight cars all parked at this barrier <laughs> we all met there um, skated down the laneway to it 
in order to get to it as well, you had to cross the railway lines. Um, so we were hard scared of getting cleaned out by a train flying past. And then obviously whenever we got to it, there was just big fences with barbed wire on top of them. So somebody had a pair of bolt cutters with them and they managed to snip a hole in the fence. That's, that's, I, I just remember us showing up and someone coming out with the bolt cutters. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And so they're they like... They cut the... To cut the bolt for the fence? No, no, cut. They cut, cut like it was like a wire fence, like a wee diamond wire fence, and then we kind of cut maybe a hole about three foot in it so that we could all kind of slip through. So right off the bat, I was just bricking myself, yeah. thinking, well, this is this isn't just entering anymore. You know, this is breaking an entry at this stage of the game. So if the cops come, we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as you go into it, you're greeted with. Two double banks going downhill. Yeah. Uh, I think we sessioned that for a short while before exploring the rest of the site. And then whenever you went around the rest of the site, jeepers creepers, just concrete banks for miles, with downhill run up and stuff, just a skater's paradise. Not yeah, something really, you ever expect to find in Northern Ireland. Yeah, it really does look like, I remember when I first saw this, uh, it was on Bogginsina and I, I just couldn't believe it was in Northern Ireland, like let alone like the whole country. Like it just looked like it was, it was like an American spot or something. Yeah, just, it looks like it should belong in a California ditch spot or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's nobody. So there was nobody about then the day that you went. Like, did you go on a Sunday or something or Saturday? Yeah, I don't remember what the day was. Yeah, it was weird because it was like derelict. So it it looked like it was unused at that time. I think it's used now, but. It was definitely, I was, you know, we, we went in, we went in through the hole in the, in the fence shitting ourselves. But then once you saw the double bank, you were like, whoo <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, you'd mentioned there about the car loads of people that went down. Um, you sent like, I don't know, six or seven cars or whatever. So, and then the photographs, there's like, there is, a, it looks like a heavy crew. Can you just remember kind of the people that were there on it? Yeah, there was myself, Ryan. Connor, Yitzy, Ollie O'Hanlon, Dordsman, Brandy Watson, Chris McGee, Craig Skateman and his crew. Ryan Lowe. Ryan Lowe. But yeah, like it's a, it's a crazy place. It's basically Northern Ireland's oil import depot. So effectively speaking, the majority of petroleum and oil, etc., that comes to Northern Ireland comes in via that place. <laughs> there's all the Italians ripping about on skateboards and smoking fags. Like, if there was anybody there, jeepers creepers, they would have fucking chopped their hands off for being such idiots. It's pretty gnarly. And I guess that's the, that's the answer to uh, maybe if I was about to ask, why has nobody skated it since? You know, like, I guess that's the answer, isn't it? It's a... I'm not scared of getting kicked out by people. I'm scared of them having dogs or something in there. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You see an Alsatian running at you, you're fucking dead, mate. Yeah, I'm scared of going to the police station and having to spend somewhere overnight in a cell. <laughs> I could handle a night in a cell. Being bitten by dogs sucks, like. <laughs> got first-hand experience of that. Yeah, fuck's sake. So whenever he's got down there, um, I mean, obviously, Hippie, you were armed with your camera, your video camera, and... Uh, Stu, you had the photos. There was no... It was just kind of see what happens. 
We did, I didn't we well I didn't know what was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't even remember the the bogging pre pictures that Stu's on about. I just uh, remember going we're going on a mission here today, and then we fucking rolled up at a spot, and someone comes running up with a set of bolt colors. <laughs> you know, to meet, uh, up the opposite way to meet us, but I don't remember yeah. seeing it beforehand. Yeah, it was such a it was a great day session. Like you can see from the photos there. Um, first one is almost like a downhill sloped run up into concrete banks facing each other. So even just to not even do any tricks, just to cruise down right up one bank and then up onto the other bank was just something that we'd never really had an opportunity to skate in Northern Ireland. Yeah, there's no photos of the double banks, do Doors has photos of the double banks. Mm-hmm. As far as I remember, um, I was enjoying skating too much to be taking photos. But even just to go, like when I was Connor, whenever he was in his prime, and Ollie's obviously just on the up as well, Ollie O'Hanlon, because he was killing it too. Just, yeah, phenomenal. And so, do you want to like chat a wee bit about the tricks that went down? Because you were hitting the banks, you were, there was a wall as well, a bank, a bank to sort of ledge. And but the photographs mainly that I remember from it are Connor's kickflip. The thing about that, the the kickflip that Connor did, it you sort of think to yourself, you know, I could probably do a wee backside flip over that, but it was ridiculously difficult to skate. There's nothing you go to thinking you're going to absolutely slay it and do all your tricks at it, but like every single spot in Northern Ireland, you get to it and it's not quite as easy as you (laughs) think that it's going to be. but then even the height that Connor was boosting those kickflips, like just, ah, uh, yeah, it was a joy to witness. That, that was peak, peak Connor Lynn like, wasn't it? Yeah, he was on or, the up or, at that stage or coming, sure. coming, coming to the peak. Yeah, he was on the up at that stage. Um, but just the, yeah, popping the catch on those kickflips over that rusty bar, whatever it is, just incredible. And then did that, was that where he's kickflipping over that bar? Did that then lead into the other side and the bank to ledge? Yeah, but you might have been you might have been past the bank. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You just went into the pipes. So it was pumping the oil into the big silos. <laughs> I remember there being see uh, on the on the clip like of the long lens clip of him coming towards the camera was Dord's lying on the ground there, and whenever he came down the bank, he had to jump over him or something. You can't see it in the footage, but. Whenever. If you look at the photo of the kickflip where he's close, if you follow his wheel tracks, they basically run right into the photographer, which oh, was yeah. me. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he had to kind was of it? come down the bank and jump off, and I kind of had to dive out of the way yeah, as well. I have a vague recollection of him like jumping over someone taking a photo. I can't remember if it was you or George. Yeah, I think it was me. Um, I like just your... as it would have it, that was actually the first photo, skate photo, actual of actual skateboarding that I had published in a magazine, and uh, document mag, and I think it was September two thousand and six issue. Oh, Big shout out to Samuel Ashley for running that for us. For some reason, I thought you were going to say Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> well, <laughs> big S L. Big Stu finally makes it. Big Stu, first time ever. Well, do you think you were like? overstoked or looking back on it now like or do you you not really give a fuck oh no I'm beyond stoked do you know it's, I guess breaking the duck of getting a photo in a magazine is the hardest thing to do um, you know you get discouraged whenever you're sending them through being like yeah we don't shoot we don't run photos of all these or 
kickflips or whatever. Had you, <laughs> so, had you had you been you'd been sending stuff in, hadn't you? Like just fucking. Yeah, we were lucky to have Niall Neeson running Kingpin at the time, and him being from Ballymena, he had a soft spot for the Irish scene, um, and he would have been he would have been a good mentor for me early in the days because he would have would have been very honest with uh, what would have been acceptable and yeah. tips to kind of help me progress and stuff like that. Yeah, so issue uh, issue sixty two, Document Magazine. Um, is that the actual photo that we're looking at here? And- it is, yeah. It's interesting as well because this issue actually features another photograph of Connor on the back cover. What's that? Edney's? The Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah. Quicksilver, the worst yeah. fucking company on the planet. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Everyone's been to TK Maxx and bought an old pair of Quicksilver jeans back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> What we were saying there, so you were kind of stoked on getting the photo and document and that. Oh, one hundred percent. I remember bringing it into work and showing all my work colleagues, being like, "Oh, look at me hitting the big time," and they were I'm, all just like, "What a loser." <laughs> I, I mean, I was I was really stoked as well. The fact that you got a photo in the magazines, because <laughs> any time, like that was the main thing for me being a magazine buyer. I bought every magazine, and any time there was anything Irish in it, like, you know, I was. Fucking stoked. Yeah, I guess for me, like, I was really interested in photography going back till 2000, Just didn't have the confidence because I didn't have any gear at all. So I'd always loved skate photos and magazines as a way of just portraying skateboarding. Um, and then just to have, have a photo published and kind of being in amongst the likes of Samuel Ashley and Leo Sharp and all, it's just, yeah. I was over the moon. Absolutely yeah. over the moon. Yeah, they were definitely like legendary. Like you always heard of Wig and fucking yeah. you know, Leo and all them boys. And then, they, you know, they finally came over and they were all just normal kind of blokes. Yeah. <laughs> any any casu- any casualties on this sesh? <laughs> Wouldn't be a good place to get hurt, Sherwin. No. I don't remember anyone hurting themselves, to be it, honest. It, it was literally, it's my fondest skate session that I can remember. At the time, at the time, it was probably just another day skating. But when you look up, look back at it, like it was a, obviously for us a legendary day because we haven't fucking been back to the place. Such a good day, and everybody was in such good form. Just so stoked to be in such a place. Like yeah. I'm sure anybody, if you talk to anybody who was there that day, they will have very fond memories of it and very unique memories of it. Because I can't remember another session that was brought basically everybody together from the four corners of the province to go to one place with one common objective. You know, there was no secretiveness about it of people trying to collect footage for videos or anything. It was all very open, come as many people as we want. Like I brought a car full of people down who weren't even really heavy into the scene, effectively speaking, like Chris McGee, just so that they could experience skating such a spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool as well. Everybody... You know, the it's kind of a blank slate, really, because everybody's seeing it and skating it for the first time as well, which totally changes, I'm sure, changes the dynamic and the atmosphere of the session. Yeah, and then you've got all kind of levels of skating going from spuds like myself and Ryan to pros <laughs> like Connor at the time, you know. Yeah. So something for everybody. I still do think about going back and contacting the owners and asking them if it would be all right for us to have a wee select crew of people down there to make a video. And I, and I, and I was more thinking I've got a massive set of bull cutters. That <laughs> 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 would go down on the bank holiday when no one's there, Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't think uh, a night in the cells at my age would be too good for good luck. I'm going to go and stake it out. Not for that reason, anyway. Oh, not for skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. Maybe people are listening to this. Uh, might uh, pique anybody's interest to go and check it out. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can link everybody the the Google coordinates, the Google Maps coordinates for it or something. Or if someone's dad's the boss of it. Oh yeah. Or if they get Why the not? train between Carrick and Lauren, have a wee nosy out the window and see if it's still there. What what's the what town's the closest to? Was it White Abbey? It's, I can't, I, I no, can't no, it's between Carrick and Whitehead. Whitehead, sorry, yeah, Whitehead. You see in the see in the photograph with the long like the long shot with everybody, it's from the top and you can see both banks. What are those massive things in the background? Are they like they look like the water towers that? Uh, yeah, they're the silos for storing all the fuel that comes in. Okay. So you can see by the size of them things that they're not they're <laughs> not the slightest bit small like. And all those pipes that are kind of pumping or going into it are just all laced with oil and petrol or whatever else is in there. Yeah, wow. So yeah. it's a, yeah, <laughs> I think that's the kind of reason why I know that if we did contact them to ask if we could go in for a session, they would just be like, no chance the health and safety would be just through the roof. Yeah, their insurance would be fucked. I'm just noticing another person filming in this. Blondie? What, Blondie? Yeah. I think that's Andy's camera. It is. Hippie, what were you, what were you filming for at the time whenever you were on that sesh? Uh, I think that's in the. I don't know what the clips of Clint doing the kickflip are in. I've got the clips, but it, it's either not the new Monkey Bird video. Yeah, it has to be not the new Monkey Bird video, doesn't it? From two thousand and six, no. Well, that was 2008, I think I made that one, so it probably is. Oh, is it long ago is that, Jeepers Creepers? Time flies. I think. Stu, do you remember what you shot these photos on? Yeah, we Canon EOS 350D. Um, just got it for Christmas. Just got it for Christmas the year before. So oh. I'd only had it about five months at this stage. I remember really having to try and convince my folks that there would be a reasonable Christmas present and it wasn't just like a a whim that I wanted this expensive camera. How, how much would that have cost? Six hundred pounds. Yeah, but I, yeah, that's a fair amount, like for them especially. I had to go halfers with some on it for Christmas presents, but that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking mad for it. I just wanted a decent camera. I couldn't cope with running about with crappy point and shoot compact cameras anymore. Do you know what I love about the the, the photos, like the the kickflip photos? Like, I really like how the people are in the background. Like, that's something that like sometimes is lost in like skit f- photography because I think the photographers want they're like, oh, we want them out of the way, and it's kind of nice that they're in there. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah, you know, it was a session and not just yeah. a, a day where someone went out to try and get tricks, kind of thing. Like, fuck me, there's half a dozen people and. No, there's like, I don't know, 10 people in mm-hmm. each photo in the if background. Happened, uh, if it happened nowadays and I was taking that photo, they would all be ushered right out of the shop. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's same with the crop on, the do- you know, the photo that was in document. There's less people in it, isn't there? Isn't that what you were saying? Yeah, just the one guy in the in the very, like he's, he's actually riding out a shot. But um, yeah, no, I think it paints much more of a picture um, having all elements in the background. I suppose some maybe modern f- 
photographers might even just Photoshop them out. Like, you know, I say modern photographers. What the fuck? <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> like, this is a digital image. Um, I also like the black, the black, uh, the black edges or the black frame is cool you feel it by steezy borders yeah no because you just don't see you don't see that now that, that was a good couple of years because you went through putting those borders and everything <laughs> yeah, well, i thought i was the king yeah legendary session then the ditch spot yeah so uh as well as sort of getting Stu in to chat about sort of some uh photos of yesteryear thought we'd um pose some uh, post some questions to him as well the shout out went out this month and not only were we asking for general questions from everybody but maybe some specific for Stu um, so yeah he's going to join us in on this to wrap up the episode this month how do you say this B.Y. Timminer uh, responded to your question how big is Big Stu bigger than life <laughs> bigger, than, bigger than life I thought you were going to say 6'4 six, six, how, how, how tall are you none of your business <laughs> Well, I'm I'm six three, and I think we're about the same size. You're not six three. Uh-huh. I'm six three and a half. Well, then I'm six two. Hi, that's more like it. I think we're both. Uh, we've got one from Mr. Craig Dodds, aka Dudlet, on the gram. Uh, big up the big stew. Any photo that haunts you, either because the person never landed it or because of human error. I mean, yeah. there's, there's there's bound to be a million no landers, isn't there? Um, yeah, yeah. There's one, I guess, that does haunt me a wee bit because it wasn't landed and it was ran and it shouldn't have been, but it was too good not. I, it, I, I think I think I know what you're going to say. Keep going. The Connors kickflip off the roof into the banking in Barcelona with the chaps playing basketball in front of it. Right. Okay. That's a fucking. I thought you were, was it. Was there a Dennis one as well from that same trip? Did he like with everything? Oh, <laughs> unlike his big brother. Um, but to be fair, like that kickflip was fucking ridiculous. I think he tried it twice and then got a heel bruise. And yeah, we were fucking two hours outside Barcelona, an hour outside Barcelona. My digital camera broke as well after the second attempt, so it was probably good that he didn't try it again. That is a bit annoying. Yeah, it is whenever it costs you 250 quid to get fixed. That's the thing about fucking cameras like, isn't it? They fucking break. Um, Uh, There's another photo as well. It would have been good, like uh, one of Johnny and Donagadee all in off the ledge into that bank down at the harbour. Fuck, I was terrified of him landing that because there were so many holes in that landing and I just envisaged his wheel sticking in one of the holes and then taking a dive straight to flat and smashing his collarbone. Um, but, yeah, he never managed to stick that. Um, I don't know if he actually ever... He didn't put four wheels down. Yeah, he didn't put... It was fucking scary as fuck. Yeah, I, I'm quite glad because, yeah. So we got uh, Dr. Phil Evans on the old Instagram here. Uh Ask him who the biggest glipe in Belfast is. Well, there's only one answer to that, and that's Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Easy question there. Uh, like. Oh, Phil's gone mad. He's got loads here. Uh, <laughs> has he ever gone to bed hungry? When I stayed with him, most food was consumed right before sleepy time. <laughs> no, supper still firmly on the agenda before bed. So a, he- a hefty supper before bed? A hefty supper before bed, like a child. Okay, with another, 
This is, we've still got Phil here. Uh, what's the longest he's waited for many to land a freaking trick? <laughs> I'm still waiting. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, what's the... Cl- uh, well, I'm guessing this means a fucking paramilitaries or something. What's the closest brush he's had with the Boom Boom boys while trying to get a photo? <laughs> what about uh, that we trip to Divis you took where you were trying to it wasn't oh, escape was yeah. it taking photos of the internment bonfires uh, I wouldn't even say that was the boys I was just like the Divis hoods trying to steal my car while I was out taking that photo don't even know how to elaborate on that without taking half an hour yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay yeah Dale's asked what's Big Stew's top five Irish skate photos yeah that's a tough one because there's obviously an absolute ton um, but the ones I guess that come to mind would be first one, the one Jay Dords took of Dennis doing a frontside wall ride while the wall was on fire at the social club up at the driving range. I think that ran on sidewalk or something, but just the intensity of seeing a young brother on a wall and flames just, yeah, just really stays stayed with me since I've seen that one. Um... I guess going back to one of the photos that would have got, got me into photography was, excuse the pronunciation, but Benjamin DeBert's photo of Bernie Ray ollie in the fence on the head high wall at Queen's. Uh, it's a black and white photo taken on a fisheye, but just just shows you how death-defying the ollie that Bernie was doing was as the security guard standing underneath him looking up at him wondering what in the God's earth Bernie's at. And when when was that photo? It was ran in issue two of Kingpin. So I'm oh. going to say that that would have been taken in 99, 2000. Again, that's just pure guess. But, you know, I remember seeing it for the first time in the old project shop, um, Pottinger's entry in Belfast. So that's kind of how long ago that would have been. Wow. And were those, so was Benjamin, he, was he staff photographer for Kingpin then? And were they just on like an Irish mission or what? Yeah. yeah. Well, they sort of, because the editor, Niall Neeson, was from Palomina, he had a soft spot for Northern Ireland. Might even have been issue one um, of Kingpin Mag. So he brought the Bert or Benjamin over. Third one be Rich Gilligan's photo that ran in slap of Bruce dropping in the bridge in Kerry. I'm not sure if it was Kerry or not. I've been there myself. It's in, tell you in where Ken, it is. Kenmore, the town's called. I don't know what county it is. Uh, well, Kenmore then. That, or Kenmore. Ken, Kenmore, sorry. The Kenmore nightmare. But yeah, I've, I've just got a real thing. I love landscape photos that just have a skateboarder just randomly inserted in it just changing the whole dynamic of a landscape scene to something totally different absolutely loved that one um then one leo sharp took on as we fisheye hasselblad of dennis doing the back lip down the bendy rail in dublin uh was it definitely a ba- sorry front feeble def- sorry it was a front feeble i got that confused again so that's whenever Dennis, I think, had a lot of flair, a lot of style. He still obviously does, but it's whenever his style was beginning to become quite developed. Um, I took a photo of that, the, the front feeble as well, but Jeepers Creepers, it didn't compare to Leo's. I absolutely love that photo. Um, and then the one that Craig Dodds took, I would call the yellow submarine one of Alfie 
doing a wee wall ride or riding on some crazy looking contraption. Can't even, don't even know what that would be for, but yeah, that one's just visually, very visually striking, very visually appealing with the big yellow submarine taken at night time, all the off-camera flashes. Beautiful photograph. And then a one more. I don't know if you would count this, but it was Kenny Reed doing a nolly backside rock on a piece of Belfast architecture. I think it was taken by Steph, somebody, can't remember. Steph Giaconelli. Steph Giaconelli, yeah. So I don't know whether that counts because it's not an Irish person, it was an American. Uh, but it was in Belfast on a Belfast yeah. obstacle and nobody else could even skate that thing. So, <laughs> yeah, top six, there's top six. Ah, sick. Bonus one for you. Good freaking answer. Um, right, Daniel, uh, Danny C has been in touch and he asks... Do you ever think about taking up yoga when waiting for the trick to be landed? <laughs> There's plenty of things I think about taking up whenever a trick, <laughs> waiting for a trick to be landed, but I uh, wouldn't say that yoga's ever crossed, uh, <laughs> crossed my mind. <laughs> uh, right, Jerry, Jerry, uh, Jerry Keane's been in touch. Uh, why does Hibby always smell like bollocks? <laughs> That's because I'm always hanging about with Jerry Keane. <laughs> and he's, he's, asked, uh, he's asked what his Jew's favourite photo he's ever taken. If you can answer that, I don't know. Oh, two that would come to mind. One would be the photo. It's not a skate photo, but it's of Dennis. Um, and it's when Dennis has his foot up on the, the back of a paddy wagon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just being Dennis, just being a legend. Fucking turned out really well. Um, and the second one that comes to mind is one of Minnie doing a melon out of a fence that had blown down in front of a peace line. Um, so following one of the big storms years ago, uh, a temporary fence at a peace line had blown down and it had warped itself into this warped kicker thing. Um, and I'd originally wanted Dennis to come and do an ollie transfer from the warped kicker into the other part of the fence that had fallen down. But he wasn't in the country, so I got Minnie to come, and he boosted a melon out of it. And yeah, I was actually quite glad that Dennis didn't do the transfer because the melon turned out so well. That's sick. What was it? Where was it used? It's on my website. For my perspective, isn't it? No, it hasn't been on anything. This has hasn't been used anywhere. I thought you 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 held on to it for a while to put it, in, or was it like one of the? Was it like a gallery? Well, what I had actually planned to do was do a project based on skateboarders using the architecture of the Troubles, effectively speaking, because obviously that would be very unique to Northern Ireland. So I thought that would have been a unique project. So I did a lot of research on Google Earth, looking at old police stations, old army barracks, old contentious areas, and just couldn't find anything to kind of give the the body of work legs, effectively. just. Yeah, give that up was a bad job. <laughs> um, we've got C Dominic nineteen ninety has been on asking who is Monkey Bird and where did the name come from. Let <laughs> Ryan take that one. Um, Monkey Bird isn't a person; it's a way of life. Do <laughs> 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 oh, that. What a dickhead. Um, uh, it all comes from Liam Ray taking the piss, basically. The camp called me bird, <laughs> and Yeti was always called monkey. So uh, it was, I didn't really know. It was just like people getting high and talking shit. So it came out of there. 
Yeah, I guess it was just what nine or ten of us at the time who would meet up in Liam's room before pre-skating every Sunday would go off on a, a mission to a different provincial town um, pack up the car with ghetto 299 barbecues and ghetto meat from roadside barbecues and skate missions on Sunday afternoons, Sunday evenings the good times yeah we, we, we would, would like pick a different different direction in Northern Ireland to go yeah. whether whether it be complete shite or you know turn out quite productive yeah so we just head down to like school in Newry or something like that without having any idea of what was there and then just yeah take it from there so I guess that was it just a crew of nine or ten of us just hitting the streets sick and he's picked up many more then over the years so. <laughs> monkey birds for the children <laughs> <laughs> definitely not for the children just looking how Dennis turned out <laughs> a couple of voice messages come through here so first one from John Welsh alright uh, John Welsh here or John Wells as Tony likes to call me uh, what's a trick you've never been able to do like I've never been able to do fucking uh, varial heels absolute bastard of a trick do you think uh, scooter kids are wrecking the crack at the skate park? Fucking wee melters like. Up a scunts and wow! Those are the best kind of questions, oh. aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on in those questions, but uh, yeah, thanks for that, John. Um, trick uh, that you find really hard to do. I don't know, I, I've always struggled with chai flips. I know that. For sure, I like, find everything really hard to do. Of co- well, yeah, I mean that goes without say, but I know for a fact I've been trying to do three sixty flips for years. And I just can't, they just don't click for me. I'm trying to think of like, you know, there's a trick where you you can do it like one in a hundred or something like that, where it's just like, yeah, I really want to do this, but it just won't happen. Yeah, I, I tried to do nose blunt slides for ages, and I was always able to slide it, but never land it. Maybe like twenty know. fucking tray flips. People just seem to be able to just do them like they're doing an ollie. And I just seem to have to take up so much energy to flick that board around. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think whenever we first started skating at St. Anne's, there was probably like two people could do tri flips. Yeah, Bernie and one person. <laughs> yeah, maybe actually, maybe just Bernie. Yeah, it was an advanced, it was an advanced trick, like, you know. Maybe. For sure. But I mean, I think the level of skating in Belfast back in the day wasn't, extremely high to be, <laughs> to be yeah. honest like I remember seeing Bernard skate like I, I think Bernard this has nothing to do with that fucking question at all but <laughs> seeing hadn't met, met Bernard for like a until about a year into me actually skating and then seeing him skate for the first time was on like a whole nother level of doing like any flip trick he wanted whereas See, we that's funny before I even started skating, I met Bernard in Borden, Belfast, and we went down to the subway around the corner, and I just did kickflip, nolly flip, backside flip, frontside flip, tray flip. Hadn't even had a board, and I'd got a lesson on how to do flip tricks. Like, yeah. every go, not missing one. The best. Yeah. Um, what else did John asked there? He'd asked, are scooter kids killing the crack at the skate park? Depends which park you go to, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it's different for our generation as well, because... We came up without scooters, and uh, I think if you're a younger skater, you come up with scooter kids, they just become like your mates. It kind of, I guess it's kind of like when we were coming up, there was a lot more BMXers, and you'd have hung out with some of the BMXers. We had rollerbladers, and they don't exist anymore. 
Yeah. Maybe all the rollerbladers have taken up scooters. I I, I went to went to a secret session on Saturday at uh, Ramp House, and all the obstacles are basically made for scooter kids. They're the people keeping that place open at the moment. They're che- you know the way they had the the fucking pyramid kind of thing. Yeah, so, so it was yeah, A-frame. So they've changed it to if you can imagine the A-frame, but pull it apart. Yeah, and then there's like a, a semi-circle bit. Huh. So you kind of like, it's fun, but it's not a skateboard say, obstacle. Like. I say it looks stupid. It's a fucking stupid thing to say. What it does is, the one thing that, that was friendly towards skateboarders there was the Euro. And it's hard, it looks like it's harder to get to the Euro. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's harder to hit either side. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're coming from one side to the other, to hit the side with the rail is hard because you've had to adjust your feet twice going over these two wee bumps yeah. it's fun going over them but it's fucks it up as well yeah. but yeah skateboarders aren't going to keep that park open like you said yeah, unfortunately yeah, yeah. yeah no that's yeah that's why I'm like build whatever the fuck you want for scooters because we're doing nothing to help the place stay open yeah generally speaking I don't really go to bridges so I don't know like yeah I don't really skit so I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in ours it's a you can't. You can nearly not skate it because of the scooter kids and ours. Yeah. You do avoid stuff like if I go to a park or something and you see a load of scooter kids, you do just turn around and go away. Like so, I guess the answer is yes. <laughs> I guess the answer is it depends on their skate park awareness. Yeah, but most yeah, that's yeah, that's scooters aren't really wholly invested in the scene. They're only just at it for shits and giggles. So their skate park awareness is a bit rubbish. Yeah, for sure. That, yeah, that that can apply to fucking skateboarders too like oh, kids that have just picked it up you know they're going friggin sideways across this park where everyone's going you know back to front <laughs> yeah. kind of thing <laughs> um, take a rocket scientist to realise you're going against the flow there like yeah so with, uh, another question Beads our favourite listener has uh, come through with another voice message hey it's Beadsy lifelong fan of the show you guys touched base last in the last pod about skate spots in Belfast I know for you guys and myself um, and for a lot of other people, Sinan's and Waterfront were the kind of early go-to spots in Belfast. And then in the 2000s, Custom House Square, aka New Spot, came around and basically everyone was skating there all the time. I just wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think Customs helped or hindered skateboarding in Belfast? Cheers, boy. I think it's a, it's always good to have that hub spot, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah. it's it. well, the hub spot is the skate park now, unfortunately, which is... But yeah. it, it, it's the same thing, you know, going to a skate park and skating all day or going to one street spot and staying there all day, isn't it like? I think it's important to have somewhere to meet up and have a warm up before you go and hit the streets. I think whenever it becomes a bit of a problem is whenever you never leave there and you become really jaded with it. Um, but having a central place to meet up is hugely important and beneficial to a scene. That's where you get to meet other skaters. Um, build relationships and so on and so forth whereas without that you know you're all just meeting up in your own individual crews and going off to the, all the nooks and crannies around the city by yourselves yeah so, I think, yeah no I think it's hugely beneficial definitely I think as well Waterfront got to a point where it was actually quite difficult to skate yeah Yeah. so so when New Spot popped up it was like I don't think I skated it really at the start but I know it kind of like filled that gap when it was kind of difficult to skate Waterfront it maybe got knobbed as well so were you um, you, uh, skating New Spot when the fucking event sec were there no 
There was what? like a full. There was a full. Oh, actually, summer. yes, I do remember that. There was a yeah. There was a full summer of event sec trying to kick us out when we skated. I still don't really understand what that was about. Like, yeah, was that? Be- oh, was that before the railings went up on the wall ride? Do you know the one that Kenny Reid did? Long uh, after. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Because maybe it was to do with security around those buildings. No, but it was, they, they weren't working for the bank. They were working for like the fucking council or whatever. Uh, what do you call it? Lagan Corporation or something like that? Whoever owns that land, the Harbour Commissioner. Or yeah, something? so they, they had no fucking authority. We Sometimes we there would be so many of us, they wouldn't be able to do anything. Hey, <laughs> nah, mate, we're skating, go away. And then they'd be like, I'm phoning the cops. Fuck's sake, and the cops would never come like. <laughs> Funny thing is, you just both called it New Spot there. Like, whenever I started skating in 1995, Sabans was called New Spot. So whenever people were referring like uh, Mary Ray Liam's ma, you would call for call for Liam, and Mary would say, "Oh, he's just round at the new spot." And we're just like, "Where's the new spot?" Because just St Dan's existed before we started skateboarding, That's and then amazing. Customs House was the new new spot. The name new spot stuck for Custom House for some reason. <laughs> I mean, if I say new spot, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I. Um, so yeah, Began's been in touch again. He's got a couple of general questions, and then there's one specifically for Stu. But we'll just run through them here. Hey guys, loving the pod. My question is, what fashion faux pas have you committed over the years? I know at one stage I rocked all white, thinking I was Heath Critchard, and it didn't really work out that way. And I'm sure hippie, you've got some serious violations over the years. We'll, 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 we'll answer that. I'll fuck answer Ryan's for him. Ryan had a pair of fucking <laughs> red baggy fuck you, as fuck. Fuck you, you're going to say that. <laughs> red baggy as fuck pants that they were in board in Belfast and nobody would ever buy them. And then Ryan bought them and wore them once. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so every fucking cunt in Belfast had a pair of uh, uh, beige combats, you know, with the combat pockets and that and then I went to buy them and they didn't have any beige ones and they had this red pair left for like 20 quid or something <laughs> I rocked them solidly for a, a season like it wasn't one, one night I do remember them and I do rem- remember the ripping that you got for them but fair play yeah. you have to not give a fuck like don't you yeah I had a sketchy hat old woman's hat that I got from a charity shop that I thought was steezy as fuck but then whenever I look back on it now I realise it like the brown and white one yeah exactly the one <laughs> what sort of hat what sort of hat was it it was like a wee granny it looked like a tea cosy to be perfectly fair probably was a tea cosy but uh, yeah god I got some stick from that especially up and down the Antrim Road yeah. me and Stu used to rock the fucking peak rasta hats on a regular basis <laughs> I, I, I went more Crazy with it. Stews were more uh, basic yeah, colours. Where I had fucking, I had the full green, <laughs> uh, red, gold, and green number and all that. I think guys, I um, I was guilty of some really bad uh, colour matching over the years. You know, like really obviously, like wearing like the same colour something with the same colour something else. Like I saw footage. I was looking for footage the other day for something, and I saw I was wearing like. Like kind of what Mark was saying about all white, but I was wearing like all blue and yellow, and I just looked like a fucking idiot. Like, like a yeah, I looked I looked like an absolute idiot. But you know, if I looked like a minion, I'd be stoked. But uh, you know, 
No, I looked so stupid, but yeah, some like bad color matching and like some really bad colored shoes as well. That, that's what always stands out to me whenever I see those photos, how awful the fucking shoes look, especially mine, because I wore those yeah. big ridiculous fucking iPads. Yeah, that actually leads, that leads quite well into Beggin's next question here. I'll just run it here. It's a footwear question. Also question two, what shoes were popping big time that you were really hyped on back in the day? Like, for me, it was the Reynolds 3s with the bling blings and the Etnies Ardo 2s because everybody had them at the time and I guess because Connor was repping them and they were skated really fucking good. So, let's hear it, boys. The Etnies Sal 23s and Tam. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I'd still love a pair at the end of this day. You can get them now? They're out oh. again? Oh, no, they're S. They're not Etnies. Oh, same, same, man. Sure, I bought a fucking pair and they were, like... Space boots. Was it the same same shape and all? Yeah, they, they were slims as well. They were supposed to be skinnier, and they just felt like fucking. Sure, I bought them and then sold them straight away. Hmm. Which shoe did you run them for a while then? Was that like a go-to? Uh, I probably would never have been able to afford a pair. I think I generally bought Adidas shell toes for twenty quid back in the day. I am probably bought them off lame, a size too small, and rocked them regardless of being too small. Just I did that too. Stylish. Yeah, I think like I, I was the same when I listened to this question when I came through, and like I remember the shoes that I wanted at the time, but I, you know, I never had them. But yeah, there was certain like DC models that I wanted, but I always had like when I eventually could get skate shoes, it was like I could just get the team, the basic team edition, you know, but. Um, yeah, those Ardos, I remember those Ardos and thinking, they're rad, I want them, but I could I only ever could get the Kingpin or something, I ran the Kingpin for years. You had the iPad, have you had to run iPads for a long time? Yeah, years, like, I've got, a, see those key rings you used to get, I think I've got about 20 of them upstairs. <laughs> there was another, oh yeah, whenever DC's kind of first, not first came out, but like, a, you know, a few series of shoes in they had the the syntax yes remember the them syntax. i had the, yeah. white, the white ones that looked hideous mike there had the black ones and yes. i loved them they were just such a cool looking shoe there was a lot there's a lot of s as well like the costumes and stuff that I always wanted but could never get like but yeah I remember Mike King came up to Belfast one day, I think it was before they went to Barca, and he was wearing a pair of bright yellow costume <laughs> banana shoes. <laughs> we were all hitting on them, as you do, and he wasn't so stoked, but hey-ho, you will wear yellow shoes. There was a full, there's a, a full edit uh, that him and Brandy made of him in Rampant Rail. It's something like Mike King's big banana feet or something like that. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, um, by the time I could actually get fucking my own shit like I think I just ended up the Kai Manchester was like a go-to for years like that was kind of mid-2000s like how did the Kai fame like I was just running them for that was the shoe you know like a lot of that falls back into the first question of marks there of really a lot of really bad colorways well <laughs> like really a lot of purple shoes and stuff you know Maybe some people out there like purple shoes and I'm really dissing them. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I'm, I wouldn't be a fan of a fucking coloured shoe these days. Like, it's, it's mostly either black or grey or something real boring, like. If you can pull it off, though, you know. Here, uh, yeah, we've got one more question here from Mark. Um, they wrap things up this month. Um, and this is for Stu. 
<laughs> Bonus question for Big Stu. What has been your worst experience taking a photo in Belfast or further afield? Sheesh. Is Mark looking for some dirt there? <laughs> he might possibly be, but uh, I don't know. Generally speaking, I just always enjoy being out skating with the boys and being a part of it all. There was one time... I think we were just a custom size square and I just had my camera bag out. Um, beautiful sunny day and in shorts, wasn't wearing any shoes. And a bunch of spines came up and grabbed my camera bag and legged it. And I had to chase after them with no fucking shoes on halfway around the town to get it back. Oh, <laughs> um, that was a pretty bad experience. Yeah, it was fucking horrendous. Camera bag was partly open. So as they were running, my camera gear was falling out. But I kept on chasing them, even though there was still a trail of fucking camera equipment halfway around the city centre. Um, but I got everything back, thankfully. And uh, most importantly, I had my dad's old SLR camera in there, which is kind of like my most priceless camera, effectively. It's the most irreplaceable one. Um, and that's why I was chasing them so hard. But I got that back, thankfully. Yeah, that's probably that's the worst thing that pops into mind anyway. I mean, the other bad things that pop into mind is not landing the fucking trek and just sitting in the dirt for an hour. Yeah, but I guess it's been a cold winter's day and it's damping. That's happened so many fucking times. You kind of block it out of your memory. Or there's like a, a filmer sitting in the front of the shot and you're trying to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out a way to crop me out of it. Oh, yeah. I became pretty professional at that after 20 years. <laughs> yeah, so the, we had a... Well, every now and again, Dennis Lane just sends me a random question. <laughs> Who'd win in a fight? Slinny Brown. Shimmy Maxwell or Shanzini? <laughs> I don't know. We, I reckon we should, we should organise some sort of quest <laughs> to see who's going to win that. We came to the conclusion that it would be Shimmy. Well, I reckon if it was long distance, Slaney would take everybody out before they got anywhere near him. His bow and arrow skills. Shimmy's a rough wee fucker and Shannon's also gnarly wee f- Gnarly wee fighter as well, so between Shannon and Shamey. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, alright, well, I think that's through the through the lot of messages from everybody there. Thanks for sitting through them, Stu. I'm sure it was uh, yeah. Um quite the experience for you. But uh yeah, and thanks for thanks for joining us on this episode as well thanks very um, much for having me yeah. really enjoyed it um if there's i'm sure most people listening know um or are connected to you on social media but if they're not whereabouts can we find you online uh Stuart a robinson on instagram s-t-u-a-r-t easy as that that's pretty much the only online presence i have just uh thanks very much Stuart, for coming on Thanks, Tony, for being here as usual. And you can get us on all the social medias on Twitter and Instagram, Useless Wooden Noise. And questions for next month, you can hit us at uselesswoodennoise at gmail.com. All the questions, we really appreciate it. We need as many as possible on whatever the fuck you want to talk about or whatever the fuck you want us to talk about. Have a regular uh, section and who'd be two in a theoretical fighting matchup and see who's going to win. <laughs> big Stu Corner will be phoning him next month to see who he thinks would win in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, All right, guys. 
É isso? Cheapers, creepers.